Well, hello and welcome to the Wednesday Word. This is episode 17, and I'm the host of the podcast this morning, uh, Julie Hart, Director of Connectional Ministries, and we have two brand new guests on our show today, um, Katie Falter and Heather Brazell, also our sound engineer, Chris Devereaux. We love to hear from him, so um, excited to have you all here this morning. Uh, The Wednesday Word is just a deeper dive into the Sermon of the Week. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the sermon, you can do so on our website. And actually, this week's sermon was Pastor Lee Weber. So uh, Pastor Lee has written the devotional, and we will just read the devotional and stop along the way for discussion. But first, let's meet our guests. Katie, tell us a little bit about yourself and your life here at Desert Spring. Okay. Um, I am married. I've been married for nine years. I have three kids, an eight-year-old girl, a five-year-old boy, and a four-year-old girl. And I work the Sunday school at Sir childcare. Sorry. Um, for all three services. So yeah, you're not busy at all. (laughs) And how long have you been coming to Desert Spring? Um, I did all my high school because I moved here when I was a freshman in high school. So four years. And then my husband was military. So we went overseas for six years and we've been back for three years. So came back home like maybe eight years. Wonderful. And I just learned just now that, of course, Heather Brazell, our other guest, you and her daughter, Becca, were in youth group together. Yes. Wonderful. So that takes us to our next guest, Heather Brazell. Tell us about yourself. Yeah. So um, my name is Heather Brazell, and I've been coming to Desert Springs since 2010, I think. Mm-hmm. 2010 and uh, as most of you know I've been very involved in the youth group here and uh, I was a Stephen minister for quite a few years and now I'm just trying to find my place here at Desert Spring. So happy to have Heather here. When I first came on as youth director she um, agreed to stick around. She was volunteering with youth group until I got my bearings, and I joked that apparently I never did because she's just kept sticking around. <laughs> so, and uh, also we have Chris here. Yeah, great to be here again. Yeah, and happy birthday, Chris! Just had a birthday. Oh, thank you. Happy birthday! I was excited. It's the same week as Clarbell. Yeah, I know. It's a big, and Katie had a birthday thank too. You. So we're having a big birthday <laughs> week. All right. Well, um, this sermon series is come home for Christmas, and I'm really in, enjoying this. Um, and again, like I said, this is Pastor Lee Weber. Um, his uh, devotional to as a follow-up for his sermon. So I will begin to read and um, stop along the way, like I said, to ask questions. And so here we go. Wow, it's incredible the pressure that comes on us this time of year. To make matters worse, the commercial ads we see set up standards of perfection that are rarely reachable. The ads display perfect people acting perfectly in perfect settings. It sets us up for hopes and expectations of how things will be during our holiday activities, which often do not match reality. Christmas can be a tough time. So, um, Katie, I'm going to start with you. The first question he gives us is, have you ever felt like you failed to do the holiday right because things didn't go as perfectly as you had hoped? And how did this make you feel? I want to say not really. So I have three kids, as you know. And the Elf on the Shelf is a big deal. Oh. It became popular when my daughter was born, yeah. who's now eight years old. Yeah. Um, around the time she became four, 
she's like, mom, why don't we have an elephant in the shelf? Because at <laughs> school they have them in the classrooms. It's everywhere. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, Santa and I, we talk every once a week to make sure we're good. And he asks if I want the, self, the elf on the shelf. I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't want him. And it's not like I felt bad about not giving her that. It's just I know other kids have the elf on the shelf. And so she wants it. So I did some research, and there's this thing called reindeer in here. It's like the elf on the shelf, but the complete opposite. Oh. It shows up on, well, ours shows up on the 1st of December. It stays till Christmas Eve, and they get to take it everywhere with them. They don't, they can touch it, and you don't have to move it around. So you I, just carry it with you. They go, it goes to school with them in their backpacks. Wow. And it stays in their backpacks. Okay. I don't think teachers will want it out. Okay. But it can go everywhere with them. And in the story, it says that the reindeers come to life and go to the North Pole to report back to Santa on how the kids are doing and stuff. So there's a few nights, like last night, where we, my youngest couldn't find her reindeer. And she's like, I don't know where it is, Mom. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, well, maybe it will show up randomly. And thankfully, I found it. It took me like a good hour to find that reindeer. <laughs> oh, I'm like, okay, where is it? Thing. Yeah. And they like it because it's, Cool. I put it in her pen. She's like, Mom, my reindeer is here. And I guess they take it with them and get some food because they'll be like, Mom, look, my reindeer gets this food because it has this, it has ketchup on it and stuff. I'm like, Oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> that's and wonderful. So they find it just as magical. And so I feel like I made up for that by your own <laughs> tradition. Yes. Yeah, your own tradition. I think that's wonderful. I, I love that. I love having your own traditions. What about you, Heather? I think people put way too much expectations sometimes on traditions and uh, having the perfect Christmas and, you know, the way, you know, we put too much emphasis, I think, sometimes on the way it has to be or the way it always was or mm -hmm. the way it always has to be. And I just don't really get too wrapped up in that because mm -hmm. since my daughter left home, to go out on her own, mm -hmm. um, my Christmas has never been the same, not yeah, once. Every so, year is different. Yeah, true, and true. that's okay. Very true. Yeah, and I think I, I love Christmas. I especially love the decorations and tr full confession. I was in so much pain this week. I could not actually get in my attic and get Christmas down. I was like, oh, I can't do it. I can barely walk. And so at first it was really stressing me out. And then I'm like, you know what? I will get some of it out later. And or not. And so it's, it's, but that's my own expectation I put on myself. Last year, I really, I really let myself down because it was pandemic. Everything was quiet. Nothing was going on. So I got all these things. I was making ornaments for all my girlfriends. I had all my Christmas cards, like practically written out. And then unexpectedly, my kids came home for Christmas. <laughs> so as a result, I have have made ornaments and Christmas cards from actually last year. So still waiting on that. Gonna ornament, try. By the I way. know it's really gonna be great when you get it. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Well, for me, I always feel um, a failed kind of Christmas season if I focus too much on the gift giving and mm -hmm. the parties and yes. the kind of obligations of the season. Yeah. I love giving gifts. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. Yeah. But if I focus on that too much, then I realize, you know, in January that I went through the time with not focusing on what I yes. feel like it should be about. Yeah. So that's when I feel like it's, you know, more of a, you know, he uses the word failed. Uh, you know, maybe not failed would be the. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little extreme, but, but um, yeah, those are those are the times in which I feel like if I'm not focused on what I think it is about or what yes. I've been taught it's about, then 
the you know the commercialization, um, you know the Elf on the Shelf, those kind of things that you know culturally we we like to mm. kind of keep. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll focus too much on those. Yeah, I will say that my family, we the gifts are not really a big thing. We get together, Santa's workshop or things like that, and that's kind of a relief with my own family. Like, oh, we don't have to worry about all that. So. My mom gets surprised every year with her Mary Inglebright calendar. So, <laughs> but it's like pretty, pretty low key. The Old Testament prophet Malachi indicted the Jewish people for failing to measure up to God's expectations. He issued warnings for dire things to come because they did not keep the ways God had set forth for them. The people had put their focus on things that did not bring them closer to God. Uh, so his question is, and we'll take it to you, Heather, what do you think most people put their focus on during the Christmas holidays? Do you feel that centering on the coming of Jesus is the most important focus? Why and why not? Well, yeah, I mean, for Christians, that is the most important thing is the coming of, you know, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the Christmas season is all about, uh, you know, you watch too many commercials and that's not what it's about. It's mm-hmm. about giving the perfect gift, finding the perfect gift, spending the most money on the perfect gift. Mm-hmm. And if you get wrapped up in that, you lose yourself in the season. Mm-hmm. And really, quite honestly, most people are going to be miserable if they're, if that's their main focus. Now, mm-hmm. that's not to say that I don't enjoy giving gifts. I do enjoy giving gifts. I feel that when we give gifts, we do focus on others and mm-hmm. not ourselves. And I think that that's a way to serve others is mm-hmm. God would like us to serve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. What do you think, Katie? I agree with you completely. I think it is about Jesus and that we should focus more on him and his birth. Like my kids, they get caught up in the gifts and the reindeers in here and all that stuff. And normally when they're throwing a fit about not being able to get a toy from the store right away because they want it and they have to wait till Christmas, it's mm-hmm. like, well, what is Christmas really about? And they're like, it's all about the presents and the trees. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. if we didn't have Jesus and he wasn't born, we wouldn't have Christmas. So mm-hmm. you got to remember the bigger picture here is it's Jesus's birthday mm-hmm. and it's about him. Mm-hmm. He's the reason for the season. Yeah. So. And I love how we do it at Desert Spring, you know, the focus, I think from the little kids to to everyone is involved in um, it being outwardly focused Christmas. I I just, again, this lobby has been really cool, like people adopting angel trees. And I see parents with their kids pick, all right, let's pick out the angel that we're going to adopt. The different kind of Christmas is really going towards children. And so it's, it's the, and that kids know if they grow up in the church here, they're going to, they're going to give up one gift a Christmas and they're going to get that ornament. And pretty soon, like, I don't know my ornaments, my tree's got a lot of those ornaments on. I love it. Don't you love those ornaments when you put them on every year? And that's, that's become a part of the tradition. And I just love that a lot of the traditions here are outward focused. And I missed those. I missed those last year. Um, you know, last year was, you know, pretty different kind of Christmas, obviously for all of us with the pandemic, (laughs) you know, and my kids called and they're like, great news. We're coming home for Christmas. I'm like, you cannot come home for Christmas because, you know, there was no vaccine. My my dad lived me, my mom, I saw, anyway, we worked it out that we got to go up to the camp and spend, um, the weekend at camp, which, you know, there were no campers in camp, obviously. And man, that focus was very, very different when you're away from everything and not worried about the 
um, all of the other Christmas stuff and, and just they're focusing on the relationships and focusing on that. And, you know, so I think that was a, a very meaningful Christmas. What about you, Chris? You've always grown up as a pastor's kid, so Christmas, <laughs> right? Well, I didn't used to like Christmas at all. I can when, see why. Yeah, well, when I, and you know, it's funny that you brought up even different kind of Christmas because the ornaments kind of play into my enjoyment of Christmas now. Uh-huh. When, when I first moved to live with Jerry and Dave, I was seven. Yeah. And I was like a Mr. Humbug. I really was. <laughs> my, my parents can tell you when they would, we have a tradition where my mom would put on Johnny Mathis and we would decorate the Christmas tree. And I was always <laughs> humbug about it, right? Because um, I didn't have my Christmas ornaments. Like I didn't have personal Christmas ornaments. Oh. Everyone would go and put their <gasps> own Christmas ornament up. So it was really kind of not, I didn't like it. Oh, and, but wow. now with the different kind of Christmas, you know, I have my own tree at my house now that I moved out. But um, I get to put up all those years, you know, the last umpteen years of, you know, uh, different kind of Christmas ornaments. So yeah. it's really kind of a nice reminder and it, it fortifies for me the reason why we do it, which is, you know, for kids, because obviously, you know, as an adult, you can you can donate, you can, you know, willingly give up a, a present. But really, it's about teaching the kids that there's something different. Right. Yeah. And um, so I really like that because it kind of ingrains that as a young age. I, I love that. And, you know, my baby's getting married on Friday. And as Woo-hoo. I know. Right. And I was thinking, wow, now it's time to pass off his his ornaments like of mm, all of his years yeah. of ornaments which include the many different kind of christmas ornaments so that's awesome love it yeah so he pastor lee goes on to say in the new in the new testament we encounter john the baptist who is out in the wilderness preaching that people need to be baptized and repent of their sins he calls the people to examine their hearts and to do the things that will help them prepare to welcome into their hearts the coming lord this involves repentance and choosing to bear good fruit by doing the right things in life. He made clear that people must live by what God sets as important. And so his question is, why is it important to discover what God is calling important for us? You know, I thought about it like, well, it really helps you focus your time and energy if you think about what's God, what is God saying is important. Like, well, that's probably a good place to start with my time. And this is a time of year where there really isn't enough time and we don't have enough energy. And so... I guess when I like read that question, that's that's kind of my thought. If mm-hmm. we focus on what he's saying important, then it, it does help us prioritize our limited resource of time. What about you ladies? So one of the things that I did this year is, so, well, one of the things that I do every year is it's important for me to send out uh, Christmas cards. And uh, this year, I sent out 70 Christmas cards and one Hanukkah card. And my goal every year is to get them out the day after Thanksgiving. And the reason for that is that I feel that it's important for people to have a little cheer in their mailbox. And this year, what I did differently is that each one of those cards, when I signed my name, I said a little prayer ah. for the person or the family that that card was going to. That's nice. I love that. I love that. So for me, I've been trying to start reading the book of Luke, mm-hmm. doing the one chapter a day. Yeah. So far this year, I haven't been doing great on it. <laughs> it's okay. And then I like to also set up, well, I like to do that to remember the reason for the season and to just have a better idea of 
and focus on Christmas. And then my nativity set. I like to try and put that up before the tree. And it's special. It's not fancy or one that I really like, but it was my grandma's. Mm. And then she gave it to my mom. Mm. And then my mom gave it to me. My grandma is past, so she's no longer with us. So it's nice to mm. have that and put that up first thing before we put up the tree and all that. So, yeah. I love the idea of putting that up first. My box has just come down. It's like willy-nilly. But that that is a really – I have like a nativity table because I do have a nativity problem. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to put it out of reach because it is a white glass yeah. type yeah. nativity set. But And it's one where she collected it like every year because I think they came out with like a new piece yeah. every year oh, or so. That's cool. so sweet. Yeah. I, love I love that. It. I love that. What about you, Chris? I think that Christmas is a time – for reflection, a time for family, a time for traditions, and all of this kind of um, develops our, um, or hones our senses, I guess, for the rest of the year, um, or at least hones my senses for the rest of the year, maybe other people. But I, I do like how, how everybody can have a different kind of Christmas for themselves and their family, based on traditions, even as small as things like Elf on the Shelf or, you know, a certain kind of meal maybe, or, you know, my parents putting on Johnny Mathis. Like, those things don't necessarily have to do with Christmas, but they do have a way of framing the season in a, in a, into family, into, um, you know, those type of kind of important things. Very true. Yeah. Well, and my kids always have gotten pajamas Christmas Eve, yeah. right? And you'd think like they outgrew that. They're like 21 no, and 25. No, of yeah. course they're like, they really <laughs> looked like when they went off to the, you know, the Marines, like, well, am I still studying pajamas? Okay, we're still doing pajamas. But now, well, we, they're usually a theme okay. together. So this year I can say this because I'm sure they won't be listening. I got them all the most ridiculous pajamas. And I say, all oh, because now I'm going to be a mother-in-law. So now I have a daughter to get. <laughs> so I'm like, well, now she's a part of this tradition. Mm -hmm. So they're ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous pajamas. <laughs> we do the matching pajamas and we have three dogs. Oh, you do the and dogs we, too. <laughs> but this year I got them late because I get them from Target. Yeah. And we need a size small and everywhere is sold out. So mm. I ordered on Amazon. They got here. I got the small. But they're too small for my dogs. So I'm like, okay, well, sorry, but the dogs can't be a part of the matching Christmas pajamas oh, no. this year. So we'll see how my kids struggle. feel about that. That's yeah. great. Is that on a Christmas card? Do you take the pictures for the Christmas card? No, no. sadly. Can we, can we do shameless plug for the church here? <laughs> Please. If anybody who's listening is still buying Christmas presents, especially yeah. on Amazon, there is Amazon <gasps> Smile. If you're not familiar yes. with it, it gives a donation back to the church. Yes. You select us as your uh, nonprofit of choice. Yes. And anytime you buy something, um, a portion of it will get put into a bucket and we get that uh, every month or Thank every quarter. Thank you for that. Yes. Thank Called you Amazon for Smile. That. Yes. Yes, and we all have Amazon boxes coming to our door. I know, right? So I know, definitely. <laughs> so. I like um, I like Pastor Lee's been putting um, on the devotional. He puts his own, and I like that he includes the eleven o'clock service for this last one. It's a really important service for um, a lot of people, mm -hmm. but I love that it you know incorporates communion and typically yes. has the candlelight. It's a it's a very kind of somber, nice service for Christmas. Yes, too. always my favorite. Yeah. Um, so Pastor Lee goes on to say. Um, Christmas is a tough time for all of us. The world calls us to focus on the externals of Christmas. It's difficult to find the time to focus within and know what the real values and meanings of Christmas are. 
Without thinking, we get wrapped up in the surface things and find ourselves in danger of missing the real meaning of Christ's coming. His question is, what do you believe is the real meaning of Christmas? How do we get past the trappings of the holidays and get our lives focused on the real meaning? Um, and it's funny, Chris, because I did say that. Like that 11 o'clock service is my favorite service. When And, and when you work at a church, Christmas Eve is a long day. <laughs> Um, but the 11 o'clock service is the one I actually get to attend. We hand out the candles. I sit down. It's quiet. I love the tradition of usually the youth, whichever alumni have come home, we take a Christmas picture by the Christmas tree. Um, I've left her more than once um, in the snow. It's happened a couple times here, mm -hmm. leaving when it was snowing. And just driving home um, late, the roads are quiet, and just after having that, just taking it all in, like all the people that you saw, the pageant, the music, and everything, and I like to just go home and get everything ready before I go to bed, as tired as I am, so that we wake up Christmas morning, but it's a good, that's the last thing you get before you wake up Christmas morning, and I do love that, mm -hmm. I do love that, yeah, what about to you, Heather? Um, I do love that, and I, I, I will miss that this year. I will be in Montana uh, celebrating with my sister and her family. Um, we will be going to church, and I'm not sure what that will look like or what church it will be, but we'll be celebrating. It'll be, it'll be good. Um, but you can yeah, always catch us online, just saying, yeah. you know. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is, it is hard to, uh, often to you know, take time, not even at Christmas time, but just any time to take time out of our busy schedule. Life gets busy, work gets busy, just to take that time to breathe and mm -hmm. find God in our lives. So, but it's also very important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Very true. What do you think, Katie? I do think it's all about God. And I tried this year to read the book of Luke to my kids. That didn't go well. Because they were out like halfway through it. They were just like, okay, we're not interested in this book, so we're just going to go to sleep. I'm like, okay, maybe maybe next year. Or... Keep trying. Keep trying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then I like to buy, like there's Christmas books like The Night Before Christmas, but then Walmart has um, The Christmas Story, which mm -hmm. kind of goes through oh. Mary and them coming mm. and going to the manger and having Jesus. So I like to read stuff like that. And we watch Christmas movies, but I also try and find the ones that are also centered on the birth of Jesus and mm -hmm. having them be a part of the Christmas pageant. Yeah. I know to them it's like, okay, why are we having to do this and one more thing? But I think it helps kids to also realize, okay, this is about Jesus. And they get to, my kids don't have any lines because they're a little too young to say parts. But I think that helps them to be like, okay, yes, it is about Jesus. And it's a fun way, I guess, for them to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And then we do come here on Christmas Eve, but mostly during the like earlier one when the Christmas pageant will yeah. be yeah. going. So yeah. I try and focus more on Jesus and find little ways to tie him in without focusing more on all the bigger stuff. So. Well, yeah, and really the best way to learn the story is to act out the story, be a part of telling the story, and yes. they get to see it in the drive-in, so that's pretty awesome too. Yeah. <laughs> That is cool. That was I a really cool, like that feature. Yeah, yeah, that happened last year in the pandemic since we yeah. couldn't gather, and they did the drive-through drive-in, mm -hmm. which was like a hundred million hours of editing, I, I believe. <laughs> Lydia, you know, videoed all the kids separately, but then they got to come and see themselves. Yeah. So then it's like, oh, we all get to gather this year, but everyone loved it so much that 
it's back. It's coming back. So that's really nice. Yeah. Um, so Pastor Lee goes on to say, uh, he gives us a list actually of some simple ways to focus on the love and joy of Christmas. And he says, such as, why not while decorating the house or tree, give thanks to God for the gift of love come down at Christmas. He says, as we're wrapping our presents, thanking God for wrapping us in forgiving love. Oh, that's a good one. Uh-huh. That is a good one. And I do not enjoy wrapping presents, so that will help it be a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> as we deal with overworked and frazzled store clerks, remembering that they too are God's beloved children. And y'all, there is a shortage of help this year. So mm-hmm. pe- they are really frazzled. I'm Yeah, so got to give them extra love yeah and we can't smile at them this year i mean we can but they can't see it so we can be nice at least yes (laughs) definitely as we remember others with cards and gifts celebrating that god is with us now and forever practice and so he says what do you think it would take to redirect our focus on the real meaning of christmas what do you think chris definitely intention um really putting it into our daily routine uh, making it a practice of our daily, weekly, monthly reflection a lot of times. I'm going through a season personally where I'm kind of trying to revamp um, kind of the systems that I kind of processed information with. And so um, this is kind of really nice for me as far as just really focusing on what's important and kind of dropping what's not. I want to hear more about your revamping. Well, it's not totally through yet. Okay, you know, well, when yeah. you get to the end of that, All right. I'm, I'm kind of revamping too. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Katie? I think it does need to be more about Jesus and for people to come to it because that's like an iffy topic for some people I know. I like to do, when I go through the drive through to get coffee, I pay for the person behind me. That's a nice thing. I hold the door open. I let people in, cut me off mm-hmm. at school and mm-hmm. stuff. Do nice little things like that because there's been stories of people being like, I do these little things of kindness and normally people come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So Mm -hmm. I feel like if we do little things like that and not force it on them, Mm -hmm. then more people would realize that this is about Jesus instead of the big presents. Not that they're not nice. It's just like some people get carried away and probably would be like, I can't really afford that, but they want this. So I'll go into a little bit of debt to help get this person the Mm -hmm. present. Mm -hmm. So I like to do little things like that. And of course, I get my kids involved in the giving tree and... Mm -hmm. We pick one angel because we got three kids. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about the angel you picked this year and what that um, was like with your kids. Okay. We got a little girl. Mm-hmm. And how old? Uh, two. Ah, wow. cute. <laughs> yes. But and the reason why I kind of stumbled upon that is because we had to buy clothes for her, and they want like forty, and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay. And I thought it'd be perfect because my youngest, Oakland, is four. So I'm like, well, she can help me. She wanted baby dolls and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. the kids really enjoy that. It was hard because we bought this baby doll that came with a stroller, the diaper bag, all the things. And my daughter, she saw that. She's like, oh, my gosh, is this for me? I'm like, yeah. no, it's not. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's for that little it's girl. a good lesson, right? Yeah, what a great yeah. learning experience. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And the funny story about that is my daughter, my oldest, um, Christmas may have got a wound for her because... She wants Rainbow High, the one that can like dye its hair. Cause she I'm wants sorry, to... I'm old. What what is so Rainbow? I, do I should I know what this means? No, I don't know. <laughs> is it a doll? Is it, it is a horse? A doll. Okay, it's a I've doll. I don't know what it is. It's okay. kind of like brats. I I do know okay. that one. I'm with you. I feel there. like it's okay. kind of like that. Okay. But I 
she wants to dye her hair when she gets older. So she wants to experiment to see how she wants to dye her hair. Mm-hmm. I bought it. I put it in the trunk under a blanket. She needs to take her favorite book to school. Mm-hmm. And she thought it's my van. So I'm like, okay, go look at my van for it. Mm-hmm. And the seat was down so she could easily access the trunk. Mm-hmm. Forgetting that it was in there. Yeah. She goes and she finds it. And I'm like, no, that's not for you. That's for our little girl. We got an angel tree kit already, so we're going to give it to her. My husband's like, you know, to cover your butt, you should probably actually get an angel tree kit. I'm like, yeah, I know I will. So he's like, make sure it's a girl. So we got another Oh, that's girl, so. funny. Okay. Yes. <laughs> angel rainbow? Okay. Will you be able to find another rainbow whatever, though? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I understand so. gifts are kind of hard to find. Some toys are hard to find this year. So. Yeah. Thankfully... They're at Target, and I don't think they're that popular, thankfully. Oh, okay. <laughs> the hardest one is my son. He wants a shark, a waterproof shark with a remote control that I can go in the swimming pool, and he can, like, control it. Thankfully, I found that on uh, Amazon, and it got here, like, the day after Thanksgiving. Okay. But I'm like, I That's... have no idea how well I'll be able to get that for you. <laughs> is this because so. the baby shark song, I don't know why that got brought back, but no, is this, he wants a shark because of that? I don't think so. Okay. There was another kid that had like a shark. I don't know if it had the remote. They had the remote control or not. But he saw it. He thought that was so cool. So he wants it a is. shark. I'll confirm that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and All right. now, now I want one too. <laughs> his birthday's next month, and he's like, "Mom, I want a shark and whale birthday party." I'm like, <laughs> I cannot find that stuff in the store. But okay, I will make figure out a way to make this work. Explain so. that we live in the desert, so that's going to be hard. But you yes. can do that. That's great. That's great. That's great that they were part of the angel tree. That's a wonderful, wonderful experience. I loved watching families picking out the angels. So, mm-hmm. I love the fact that uh, the very first Sunday that we had the angel tree after the 11 o'clock service, uh, you know, I, anyone who knows me knows I'm a little bit of a chatter. Uh, by the time I got to the angel tree, there was nothing left. And second Sunday that we had the angel tree up, same story. Mm-hmm. It was great. I think they're all gone, right? They yeah. are gone. And yeah. this past Sunday, people were still, yeah, it's a generous people. It's I think it's a big tradition for people. And yeah. they really, really showed up. We Yeah. yeah. Which is amazing. We had 100 kids from the Family Promise Program and 40 kids from Sandy Valley. So That's really awesome. It really, really was. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was thinking about this question Um Phyllis Murray um, got an online devotional, Jan Richardson, if anybody follows Jan Richardson. And she, it's good. She sends three emails a week. So it's a manageable three devotionals. And it comes with music. Uh, it comes with art. It's it's kind of a great experience. And then Mondays at 6 a.m., that's our time to, you know, chat and touch base. You know, and yesterday, I actually, I I slept in. Now that... Well, usually my dog wakes me up, and and I lost my dog, and now I'm like, well, apparently my dog was waking me up, so I'm going to set my alarm. But she's like, well, if this is too much for you, I'm like, no, it's definitely not too much. I definitely need to do this, and I love it because there is some accountability. You know, you're reading, and it's not it's not a big burden, but then you you have someone to talk about it with, and comes with great questions, and so that's been a really good practice for me. So excellent. Yeah, yeah, really nice. And check out Jan Richardson if you haven't. So. Anyway, well, um, we've got how many more days till Christmas? Is anyone doing the math? No. 
<laughs> I think 18. Okay. We have like a little countdown. Yeah, you have that in your house. <laughs> Mine's in my attic. I haven't gotten that out yet. So I don't have a count. But, um, you know, I just think as the Christmas season comes, you know, keeping the intentions and keeping the time. We all got a chance to learn last year in the pandemic of priorities and have a quieter Christmas and things are ramping up this year, but I think there's still really meaningful practices. We're sitting here as we record this in the lobby. We're looking at our Chrismon tree, which everyone has their Christmas pictures taken on on Christmas Eve. We've got our different kind of Christmas display up and just, you know, all the things looking around. It feels really great, the things that, that Desert Spring has been a part of, so... Uh, stay tuned next week as the as the sermon series Come Home for Christmas continues on. And with that, um, let's close in prayer. And also for our listeners, wherever you are listening, we, we really would love to hear from you. So if you make comments wherever you are commenting with questions or your traditions or your answers, we would love to love to hear all of those. Likewise, if you are interested in being a guest, we would love to hear from you too. All right. Gracious, loving God, we thank you for, we thank you for this time together, and we thank you for um, this season, and we thank you for what coming home for Christmas means to us here at Desert Spring. We thank you for the ways that we are able to be outward focused, um, and also for the opportunities we have to teach um, the little ones in our lives and uh, those traditions, those things that seem simple and small, um, recognizing how how great they really are. We just pray that as we um, go about this season, that all those who encounter us uh, will know your love and your light through us, um, and that we can always make time in the hecticness of this season uh, to focus on um, the birth of Jesus and, and all that that is in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.